Welcome back, everybody. This is Food for Thought with Thoughts If It Were You by Neogentrix. We're finishing up on the moral series. We got, I do believe, I have two here for you. We're going to cover tonight in this episode and the next episode, which will then leave us with about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them left. So look forward to those. Tonight, we're going to go ahead and cover fairness. By definition, that is the impartial or just treatment or behavior without favoritism or discrimination. Uh, the quality of having light-colored hair or a pale, pale complexion. I don't know really how the second definition of this word meets in comparison, but at the same time, it makes up a very valid point. Fairness, in all honesty, means to treat everyone equally. Okay, this doesn't. This also applies to your skin color, your race, how you do things, basically everybody. By this point, talking about racism is basically a mute point. But for some out, people out there who don't even know what the difference between being racist is and the difference in being fair, I'm going to cover fairness tonight. I will cover racism at a later date. Um, there's a lot of things and a lot of aspects that go into that, but we will worry about that later. Okay? This is a fairly short topic for this moral series, um, but we're going to go ahead and go into it and get started. Okay? Fairness is one of those uh, values that Americans love to espouse. Okay? It's just as beloved in technical circles, uh, where it's often introduced as one of the things that neutral computers do. Uh, we collectively perceive ourselves and our systems to be fair and push against any assertions that our practices are unfair. But what do we even know about, uh, what do we even mean by fairness in the first place? Okay, this is one of the things you have to think about. In the United States, fairness has historically been a battle between equality and equity. Equality is the notion that everyone should have an equal opportunity. It's the core of the meteorocracy and central to American to the American dream that everyone wants to have. Uh, professional, ah, I can't talk today. Preferential treatment is seen as an aesthetic to equality and the root of corruption. And yet, as civil rights leaders have long argued, we don't all start out from the same place. Okay, uh, privilege does matter, but to a point. I'm gonna go ahead and say that right now. As a result, we've seen historical battles over equity, arguing and fairness is only possible when we take into account um, systemic marginalism and the differences of ability, opportunity, and access. You know, when civil rights leaders fought for equity uh, in the 60s, uh, they were labeled communists, basically. Still, equity-based concepts like affirmative action managed to gain traction even today. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and pause for a second and define the word equity so that you know the difference between equity and equality. Equity is the quality of being fair and impartial, the value of the shares issued by a company as a good example. Okay? And the reason I bring that up is, while everyone thinks that equality is the next best thing, you need to consider equity as a result as well. Equality means everyone is the same, which is fine, but in terms of equity, which in terms of being fair, say you have three people, a tall person, a medium person, and a short person, and 
there's three boxes there, and you're trying to look over the fence to see the baseball game. Equality states that everybody gets a box so that everybody can see. However, the only problem is only the tall person and the, the medium-sized person can see, whereas the short person can barely see over the top of the fence. Equity states that we give one box to the medium person so he can at least see because the tall person can already see, and put two boxes underneath the short person. That's the difference between equity and equality. Okay? Going back into what I was saying, today we've shifted from communism to socialism as the anti-equity just, uh, anti justification. Many purposefully refuse to acknowledge that people don't start out from the same position and take offense at any effort to right historical wrongs through equity-based models. Uh, affirmative action continues to be dismantled, and the very notion of reparation sends many into, as they say, a tizzy. Beyond the cultural fight over equity and equality, a new battle to define fairness has emerged, long normative, ah, normative in business and a market logic of fairness is moving beyond industry to increasingly become more normative understanding of fairness in America. I mean, the difference between the two is enormous, okay? And we're gonna, let me go ahead and cover this. To understand market-driven models of fairness, consider frequent flyer programs, okay? If you are a high status um, on Delta, you get all sorts of privileges. You don't have to pay $25 to check in a bag, you get better seats, frequent upgrades, you get free food and extra services, yada, yada, yada. We consider this fair because it enables business to compete. However, Delta cares to keep you as a customer based uh, because they rely on you spending a lot of money over the year or through a lifetime of program uh, than you cost in terms of perks. So, let's say uh, a guy named Bob. On the other hand, he isn't interested. Uh, he isn't that interested to Delta. Um, if he only flies once a year and isn't even eligible for the credit card, thus Bob doesn't get the perks and is, in effect, charged more for the equivalent services. Now, how's that fair? Um, what happens when this logic of fairness alters the foundations of society? Considering financial services where businesses rub up against something so practical and seemingly necessary such as housing, okay? Martha Poon has done phenomenal work in the history of the FICO uh, scores, which originally empowered new populations to gain access to credit. Nowadays, I'm pretty sure I'm butchering the word, but FICO, F-I-C-O, whatever, uh, scores are used for many things beyond financial services, but even in the financial services domain, things aren't as equitable as one might think. The scores are not necessarily fair, and their uses introduces new problems. Um, if you're seeking a loan and you have a better score than Bob, then you may pay a lower interest. Uh, this is considered acceptable because you are at a lower risk than Bob, but just like Delta wants to keep you as a customer, so does Chase. And so they start to give you deals to compete with other banks for your business. In effect, they minimize the profit they make directly off of the wealthiest because they need the high-end customers for secondary competitive reasons. As a result, not only is Bob burdened with the higher interest loans, but all the profits are also made off of him as well. So it's basically a win-lose system. Fairness has taken the place of a lot of things in life and while it may seem like it's fair, it honestly it's probably not.
So the most important thing we all need to recognize is that how fairness is instantiated significantly, significantly affects the very architecture of our society. You know, I regularly come back to the quote by Alistair Kroll. Our society, our social safety net is woven on uncertainty. We, are, we have welfare, insurance, and other institutions precisely because we can't tell what's going to happen. So we immortal, amortize the risk across shared resources. The better we are at predicting the future, the less we'll, ha we'll be share willing to share our fates with others. And the more those predictions look like facts, the more justice looks like thought crime. I mean, and he brings up a valid point. The more we try to be fair about everything, the more distrust, disinterest, and the more loyalties lost as a result of it. You know, the market-driven logic of fairness is fundamentally about individuals at the expense of the social fabric. Not surprising, the tech industry, very non-liberal in cultural ideology, embraces market-driven fairness as the most desirable form of fairness because it is the model that is the most about individual empowerment. But, of course, this form of empowerment is at the expense of others, and significantly at the expense of those who all have been historically marginalized and ostracized as well. We are collectively archite architecting the technological infrastructure of this world. You know, I have a question for you. Are we okay with what we're doing, and how will it affect the society around us? Think about this for a minute. You know, in all honesty, is being fair only about what you can do where it benefits only you at the extreme of the other person and or should fairness be considered the equality of everybody to the point where equity isn't even a question whether it's equality versus equity shouldn't it be both basically this is a thought for a lot of people and something that a lot of people will not consider but it is a thing out here in this world nowadays much like the previous morals that we covered fairness is one of the one that is leastly thought about and what it is you often hear the phrase well that's true but you know the world's not fair nothing in the world is fair i mean just because he wins doesn't mean you will you know and while i can understand everything is against the odds as far as like gambling and such this doesn't generally apply to everybody the world is fair. It's the people in it that aren't. Just because everyone else isn't playing fair doesn't mean you shouldn't either. And that is all I have to say on the topic of fairness as far as the moral series goes. So, with that, I thank you for listening. And tomorrow, which will be in a few minutes, we are going to cover acceptance. Enjoy the rest of your day.